Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto Experts. To the end zone. It's The mark of fantasy excellence. It's caught for a touchdown. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number three of Roto Experts in the morning. You got Joe Galena. You got George Kurtz. The Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle, producing our show. Doing a great job, as always, keeping us flying straight. And, uh, George, uh, we've got uh, live uh, baseball action uh, that's been taking place, live games, since uh, since Friday. And uh, they are, um, are using this uh, 22nd pitch clock in spring training games. Uh, they're experimenting, of course, trying to look for different ways to increase the pace of play. And it's being implemented. Uh, it's going to uh, the, uh, the pitch clock is going to operate without enforcement in the first uh, spring training games just to get players and umpires comfortable with it. And then uh, starting, I think, next week, they said umpires are going to be uh, issuing reminders to hitters and pitchers who violate the rule, uh, but uh, no ball strike penalties are going to be assessed. Then later on in spring training, umpires are going to be instructed to issue ball strike penalties to violators uh, pending negotiations with the MLB Players Association. Uh, I saw that uh, Max Scherzer uh, was critical about this uh, this move, but uh, look, you know, baseball just looking for different ways to make themselves more relevant, keep uh, the games moving quickly. Uh, what do you think about this? All right, uh, I like it. I do like it. Mm-hmm. Now let's not kid ourselves. Baseball, what they're trying to do is they want to fit these games in th- in the three hour window. All right, most games yeah. start at seven. They want these games done by ten so that they uh, they have the TV stations get their their news. Uh, on you know, starting on time, starting at ten o'clock news, the late right. local news. Now that that's what they want here. Now, how much time is it going to cut off? It'll depend on the pitchers. I mean, uh, most pitchers generally are right around with twenty second mark anyway, so it's not a big deal. But there are some pitchers who are just you know, we we all watch the games and you're like, throw the ball. You know, you're just sitting there. You're like, well, you've got to be kidding me, and it, it does drive you insane. So I think it'll help in that instance here. Uh, listen. Players are going to complain. Human beings complain about every change there is, right? <laughs> and then they adjust, they move on. So that's what that's what will mm-hmm. happen. They're going to complain now, but eventually they'll get used to it. They'll be fine, and it'll all be over. So I think this is. I think it is good for the game. I do wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think the one problem is, yeah, the pitchers have to uh, start their wind up by the end of it, by the twenty seconds. Uh, but the batter doesn't have to be in the batter's box until there's fifteen, uh, five seconds left at the fifteen second mark. That's a little strange, mm-hmm. right? I think, shouldn't that be earlier? Why not make the batter have to be in mm-hmm. by the ten second mark? This way, you got the pitcher got now ten seconds to throw. Because the pitch clock starts as soon as the pitcher receives the ball back from the catcher. So as soon as it says, technically, as soon as that ball hits his glove, the clock starts. Right. right. So uh, I think Baz will been manipulate this a lot, and they won't step into the five second mark. Once again, let's try and screw the pitcher up a little bit. Try and take him out of whatever routine there is. Uh, even the pitcher wants to throw the ball earlier. So, uh, mm-hmm. I said, it'll be a little cat and mouse game here. But I do think it's uh, good for the game. I do. Because, uh, like I said, I think most people won't really notice it. But it'll speed things along. Let's keep things at a, a nice pace. Where everybody's throwing mm-hmm. the ball at about this, probably the 17, 18 second mark. And you get, get ball, throw ball. Rather this other game we were playing here where some of these pitchers would hold on to it forever. It's like they were right. they were afraid to throw. They were going through every uh, permutation in their head of what they should throw here. And I think some of it was also uh, these pitchers needed time to sort of recover from the last pitch because they're all throwing the ball 102 miles an hour that now they're trying to recover. So they need that 45, 50 seconds to get the strength back in their arm, their shoulder, elbow, whatever it might be. You know, So I think that's what this will stop as well. And maybe it could lead to more offense. I mean, listen, I think it would be slightly more, but I wonder if it will help offense in some small little way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess there was some kind of pace of play rules in place. Or the, the one uh, fine I remember, maybe it's because I'm a Yankee fan, is Brett Gardner, right? Getting fined, uh, you know, after the fact that he was like uh, 2000 bucks for taking too long to get into the box uh, last July or whatnot. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I, I like uh, any ideas uh, that, uh, that quicken the game. So, I mean, I don't need the game quickened. You know, and as a person, I don't care. Yeah, I discuss this with people. I'm, I watch all the games anyway. Uh, yes, a Yankee mm-hmm. Red Sox game going four and a half hours. I can see where it annoys people. But on most days, you know, if I'm watching a slow game, I got three games on anyway. Let's go to one other game. You know, right. just, uh, I have three TVs. I'll just watch the other game. You know, so I'm okay with it. But I understand, you know, when you're at the ballpark, you know, the games go slow. You know, and that, and that can be annoying here. I, I do get that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I don't like pitches who take forever. And I don't like these batters who go on a sabbatical after every pitch. <laughs> You know, right. Ball one, oh, they're walking yeah, they down gotta, the first base. They're walking around. They're yeah. together. <laughs> you know, they're, they're putting, putting together their grocery list. Okay, i got to get bread and milk at the <laughs> store. You know, I mean, remember, uh, you and I rolled it off. Uh, no, no more Garcia Parra. He had to readjust sure. everything. Yeah. Mike right. Hargrove. Mike Hargrove. Right, yeah. Hargrove from the 70s and 80s. My God. He was the, he was no no more Garcia Perry before Garcia Perry came around. This guy adjusted right. everything. At every uh, It drove you insane. He, they called mm-hmm. him the human rain delay. He was called the right. human rain delay because he took forever. And, uh, and that all should be stopped. You know, once again, this mm-hmm. is uh, get ball, throw ball, get in the box swing. Really, swing. You know, so I, I do like that as far as that's concerned here. The other, uh, the, uh, the idea of making a uh, relief pitcher throw to at least three batters, probably yeah, not as yeah. thrilled about that one. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I, I, listen, I think they'll eventually come to a compromise. There'll be two batters, which I think accomplishes the same thing. Right, the idea mm-hmm. is to get them to pitch, pitch to more than one batter. Well, if it's two batters, it, it should accomplish the same thing. Like I said, I'm not as thrilled about that because I do wonder if uh, certain players might lose their job. You know, a, a loogie now, a guy who only gets lefties out could lose his job because if mm-hmm. you only get a lefty out, you suck against righties. Well, you might get the lefty out, but you might get the home run to the righty. You know, so I wonder mm-hmm. if that's uh, maybe not the greatest thing for baseball. But once again, I get it. I, and I, I do sort of appreciate that at least you're trying to fix the problem here. Because there is a problem. 
You know, the game uh, mm-hmm. really does need to be uh, short. I don't. I, it may not bother me, but I do get it why it bothers other people, and it does need to be shortened here. Uh, but to me, you want to shorten the game? Get rid of the home plate umpire. Go to Quest Tech. You know, this way the game, there'll be more strikes called because you won't have the strike zone shrinking as the game goes on. You won't have these umpires who are afraid to call batters out. I hate the fact that some umpires have a strike zone the size of a refrigerator box and others the size of a cereal box. You just don't know what you're going to get. I hate the fact that you – and we notice the veteran pitcher or the Hall of Fame pitcher, well, his strike zone is 24-inch, and his plate's 24 inches wide. But the rookie, well, mm-hmm. his, his strike zone's about 12 inches wide. You know, I, I want to see where it says that in the rule book, that the veteran, you know, the Hall of Fame guy, the guy who's been around forever, gets a, a bigger strike zone. You know, I hate the fact that every umpire's strike zone is different. I hate the fact that all, all umpires sit on the, inf- on the over the inside corner, which means they're guessing on the outside corner. There's no way they can get that right consistently. They just can't. You know, and plus, you'll like I said, you'll have more strikes called. You'll have more strikeouts there. But you'll also have more guys swinging the bat, which, will, you know, once again, it'll end, end things early. There'll be no more arguments. One of the biggest delays is, you know, the pitcher and uh, the batter and uh, the umpire yelling at each other. The umpire coming out, uh, the manager coming out to yell at the umpire. You know, you get rid of that. And no jobs will be lost here, by the way, because you still need a home plate umpire for plays the plate and such. He's just now going to be bored for most that, yeah. of the game. Like, they were three umps. So no, no jobs mm-hmm. are lost here. You know, uh, so I, I think this is better all around. You know, I, I think it's, it's time it has come. You know, I, I make fun of football all the time about these old men trying to spot the ball at midfield rather than using some kind of electronics to do this. Because I think that's the biggest joke in sports, by the way. Seeing these 60-year-old guys running to the middle of the field <laughs> to spot a ball from what? Yeah, okay, that's accurate. Sure, sure. <laughs> and when the guy punched the ball out of bounds, seeing the guy. So the, the referee who's looking up in the air. And then, oh, so he's going to be able to see when the ball goes out of bounds. Once again, I'm a hockey ref, guys. And when there are certain guys who can lob the puck, and when I look up, there's no way I can tell if a guy's offsides or not. No way. Because you can't see both. Same thing in football. You can't see both. So it's a joke. It's a complete guess. What, what these guys are doing. And I said, the home playing umpire is guessing on strikes and balls half the time. So uh, once again, I think that's another a great way of speeding up the game. Uh, just once again, getting rid of that umpire. So uh, I said, I applaud baseball for doing it. I hope... Really hope the Players Association can get on board with this. They won't, of course, because God forbid anybody should ever agree on anything, even if it's good. But uh, I, I do uh, appreciate I applaud them for trying. You know, whether it works or not, well, that remains to be seen. Because we remember, Joe, about three, four years ago, you know, Selig was the one who started where, you know, get you, get you, keep your foot in the box. And he was sending out letters. He even fined some people. Then players really started mm-hmm. complaining. That went away. It went away. Right. So I wonder if the same thing happens here. But uh, once again, money talks. And if the networks are bitching about these games going too long, well, like I said, money talks. That would help uh, Major League Baseball and as, as far as and the Players Association come together. Like I said, money means more than anything to these uh, guys. So hopefully they'll be able to come to an agreement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about the idea of maybe starting the games like a little earlier? Because if the issue is, I know that the issue is that the games are taking too long, but if the issue is somewhat what you kind of alluded to, where they want to get these games done in time for their local newscast, let's just throw it, maybe it could be 10 or whatnot. Or, I mean, if they start the game, let's say uh, uh, a half hour earlier or whatnot, maybe a 6.30 on a weeknight. I mean, when we were kids, uh, at least I remember, when I first started watching baseball, you had a, a week weeknight game starting at 8 o'clock, and then they moved it back to 7.30, then they moved it back to 7. Uh, you in favor of that? Or is that <laughs> yeah, just I remember early? those games. 
I remember those games starting <laughs> at eight o'clock very well. Uh, WPIX back in the day with the Yankees. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, people, yeah. Don't, people forget. Yeah, those games started at eight, uh, not seven, <laughs> seven thirty, which we see now. Here's your problem. I don't have a problem with it. You want to start a game at six thirty, six o'clock? I don't care. You know that's fine with me. But once again, we're thinking East Coast. You know now you know, you're playing West Coast teams when you're here. Those games are starting at three o'clock out west. <laughs> TV TV ratings aren't going to be very good out there. <laughs> you know, so that that's the problem. You, know, you may help the and even the East Coast games. Uh, you're th- we're thinking strictly nine to five jobs. You know, mm-hmm. very hey, less and less people work nine to five now than they used to. But even those that technically do, yeah, they don't always get out at five. You know, you're working late. And now, can you make a six o'clock mm-hmm. game? You know, you may miss the first couple of innings. Even seven o'clock games. What's the old, old joke? You know, people show up late. Now, there'll be a lot of people mm-hmm. showing up late to a 6 o'clock game. Now, you may be thinking, oh, yeah. well, they already paid their tickets. That's fine. You know, the money's there. Yeah, but you're losing sales. You're losing beer sales. You know, or, uh, mm-hmm. concession sales. And listen, don't, don't kid yourself. These sports teams make a ton of money off concessions. You know, oh, Lord knows they get a burger. Yeah. Yeah. What's it, like $10 for a burger? It's $12 for a hot dog. You know, 15 if you want it with a bun. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's where a lot of their money's made here. So they're, they're, and they'll lose sales. Guys, if, if people aren't showing up to the fourth inning, they'll lose sales. So uh, mm-hmm. I, don't think, I don't think it would ever become standard to make a 630. I mean, I think the Cleveland Indians uh, start a certain amount of games at 630. I think the Red Sox have done that as well in the past. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you're ever going to see where they're going to start every one at 630, every weeknight game at 630. Not every one. Right. I mean, there's a reason why. You know, the Saturday, Saturday night, uh, Saturday games, yeah, you get a smattering of afternoon Saturday games, but a lot of Saturday games are Saturday night games because, once again, mm-hmm. there are more fans coming. Yeah, it, even on Saturdays, more people come at night than they do during the day to games. There, there's a, listen, these major league teams want to make money. They'll start games mm-hmm. at 2 o'clock in the morning if that's when they believe people are coming to the game. They don't care. Right. Uh, you know, I, I say about the TV, but they want what's best for them. So they're trying to start these games when people will come. Yeah, you know, where they can get the most people in there. So that's where, where the issue always is here. That they want, they want, like I said, they, they want fans. They want butts in the seats. Butts in the seats mm-hmm. equal people going, like I said, going to concessions, getting a beer, getting a soda, getting food. Money, 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 money. So those start things whenever yeah. they believe is right. I'm sure, and I'm sure they've done a gazillion studies on this. But uh, I don't know if, we'd ever, if we're ever going to see a, a, a standard 630 start. Plus, it doesn't sound good. Yeah, that's sex day. It doesn't sound good. And that also plays a part mm-hmm. in this. And it's, it's all about marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Money makes the world go round, even in baseball. Uh, all right, let's uh, finish up just a couple other uh, news items from the MLB. Then uh, when we come back, we want to start doing a little uh, position breakdown for second base. But uh, Carlos Martinez from the Cardinals uh, pitchers shut down for a period of two weeks uh, starting in the middle of this week. Uh, had an MRI done uh, showing no structural damage. Uh, but look, he had a tough year last year. Pitched uh, just under 119 innings, uh, dealt with uh, multiple upper arm issues. And uh, Cardinals a uh, little upset because uh, uh, the team president uh, was saying, uh, quote unquote, it, it would probably be in everybody's best interest if he had maintained a constant or perpetual approach to team designed workouts. So it's kind of intimating that maybe his offseason uh, program that he wasn't following what the uh, Cardinals had prescri- prescribed. Well, he's not. Uh, he's not me. He's saying it. He's out yeah. now saying it. All right. Yeah. Uh, which, <laughs> let's face it, it may or may not be true. You really don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe yes, we followed the Cardinals. Maybe he'd be healthy. Maybe uh, it wouldn't have mattered. 
Now, I'm starting to think when it comes to Carlos Martinez that if I'm the Cardinals, uh, you may you may want to make him a reliever full time. Make him your closer. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I just don't know if this guy can yeah. hold up. Listen, you and I have seen this a lot. Not every mm-hmm. pitch is meant to be a starter. You know, right. I, I know I've said this a million. I've said this a million times. The uh, the human body is not meant to throw overhand. It's meant to throw underhand. You know, so you're going to have shoulder, elbow, and, air, and other problems when you keep making your body do things that it's not supposed to do. It's really that mm-hmm. simple uh, to me. You know, and listen, I, I know you want to keep. Uh, I do believe. I, I do believe uh, you shouldn't take a guy out of the rotation or stop him from being a starter until he's failed. You know, obviously a mm-hmm. starter is more valuable, more innings than a, uh, a bullpen guy. But at this point, has it Martinez failed? I mean, I understand he's good at times as a starter. I do understand that. You know, his numbers are showing you at times he was good. You know, in 2017, mm-hmm. he pitched 205 innings, uh, 3.64 ERA, 1.22 whip, solid numbers. 195 innings in uh, 2016 with a 3.04 ERA. And, uh, maybe, maybe he hasn't failed. Maybe last year was an aberration, but he's already hurt again. Only threw 118 innings last year. He, when he mm-hmm. came in and he, and he uh, pitched in relief, he was dynamite. He was really good. So yep. I do wonder if, it, if there's going to come a time where the Cardinals go, all right, you know what? We, we've done this over and over again. We're beating our heads against the wall. Let's just make him a bullpen guy. Yeah, uh, good point. And uh, another pitcher before we go to commercial, uh, Mike, Mike Soroka. Uh, being shut down for a few days, supposedly due to an off-season uh, injury that he sustained while lifting weights. So we had talked about, you know, Dallas Keuchel maybe being a decent fit for the Braves, who uh, a talented team that needs a little bolstering in their starting rotation, but uh, some issues with uh, Soroka being shut down for uh, four to five days. I mean, he's hurt last year, hurt already. I mean, yeah. the red flags are there. I'm not drafting him. Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, a late flyer pick, uh, you know, a dartboard throw. But uh, if I'm drafting him, it's not as I'm not expecting him to return any kind of value. It's a bonus, whatever I get. Right. All right. When we come back, uh, continue to talk some fantasy baseball. Talk about the second base position. You're listening to Roto Experts in the morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Our future is so bright that we need to wear our sunglasses at night. Remember this tune from the 80s there, uh, George Kurtz? Oh, Sean got this yesterday for me. Yeah, I brought it up yesterday. A uh, little Corey Hart, yeah, yeah. sunglasses at mm-hmm. night. Uh, I think Cam was making fun of me for going back that far. Uh, Never Surrender was another good song by Corey Hart. And, yes, uh, I love that one. Yeah. I, 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 I like Never Surrender better. Uh, sunglasses at night may be a yeah, better video, too. but Never Surrender is a good tune. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, inspiring, too, you know. 
right? You, no matter it's how many it, times uh, you get knocked it's down. 80s, it's eighties music, which mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's eighties music. So uh, it, it is what mm-hmm. it is, and I enjoy it. It was fun, uh, a very good music time actually. But it's, uh, listen, I like I don't yes. mind Courtyard. I think it's a good tune. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. So uh, I know that you'll. Uh, be watching some of the well you got the show coming up at 11 uh with camp stewart my buddy i miss talking to him on sundays uh you'll be talking i'm sure some hockey with the uh the trade deadline approaching right uh matt zuccarello uh, being uh, traded by the rangers for what a second and third round pick uh so i'm sure you'll be talking that kind of stuff and lots of betting as well no Absolutely. I mean, you, you nailed it right on the head here. Uh, absolutely. Well, we talk betting every uh, week, Cam and I, uh, how our days mm-hmm. are going. I don't think yesterday went all that well. It didn't go badly, mind you. I think pretty much I had a 500 day uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. which was, eh, you'll take it. You know, things, uh, sometimes, some days you win, some days Could you be lose. Could be worse. As long as I didn't get, <laughs> Could be worse. As long, as long as I don't get buried, yeah. I'm okay with it. And as for the NHL trade deadline, yeah, a couple of big trades yesterday. You mentioned Zuccarello goes from the Rangers to uh, the Dallas Stars for a couple of conditional picks. Uh, there was a second mm-hmm. third. The conditions were, if Dallas resigns Zuccarello, unlikely uh, one of those picks becomes a first rounder, and if Dallas wins two rounds, the other pick becomes a first rounder, and that may be even more unlikely than the first one. Uh, Dallas mm. is not that not very very good team. I don't see them winning. I don't know if they win one round, more or less two. The more interesting of the deals, Columbus, they are pretty much announcing we are going for broke. You know, they gave up mm. two prospects and. Uh, a definite number one for Matt Duchesne, a possible second number one once again if Duchesne signs there. And then they go and give up two number twos for Ryan DeZingle. Uh, I know most people haven't heard of DeZingle, and that's fine. Uh, you don't need to really hear about him. But that lets you know Columbus has now given up two prospects, two top ten prospects in their organization. Not great ones, mind you, but two top ten prospects uh, in, their, uh, in their organization, a number one and two number twos. You know, uh, there was a time, Joe, a week ago, we were wondering if Columbus was going to A, stand pat, B, trade Panarin for picks and prospects, or B, do a little of both. And now it looks like they've mm. chosen, screw everything. All in. We're going for broke. Mm. If we, We're going to win it for this mm. year and be great, or hey, we're going to suck for a few years because Panarin's gone after this year, Bobrovsky's gone after this year, and Duchesne's likely gone after this year. Plus, everything he's just given up. You know, at least one number one and two number twos. Yeah, you're going to have some issues. And I don't know if I, if I truly mind this, Joe, because and I think I've said this with you. I know I've said it on plenty of other shows. Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup last year. Well, in the first round of the playoffs, they were down two games to none to these Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. In game three, which went to double overtime, Columbus hit a post. Two inches to the right. And Columbus is up three games to none, and odds are yeah. things change dramatically. As if Washington does not win the cup, I don't know how far Columbus would have gone, but Washington almost certainly wouldn't have won. I think that's what Columbus is uh, thinking here. You know what? We're going to give it one more yeah. run with this group, and we're going to add. We're going to add. We're, gonna, we're, mm-hmm. we're going for broke. We're just going for broke. And uh, listen, the fan base has to be excited good because they're a sure. good team, and they've added good players here. So, And I don't know if they're done. I don't, granted, I don't know what more left they have to trade. <laughs> you know, they, mm-hmm. I mean, you've given away all your draft picks already. Uh, a third-round pick uh, is not going to get you uh, anybody great. Uh, maybe you give up better prospects. But uh, I wonder if they are going to add more people. And Ottawa, you know, they, they've added a lot to them. They've added, what, at least number, one number one, two number uh, twos, two prospects. And they've still got the number one player on the market to deal. And that's Mark Stone. So Ottawa's rebuilding in a hurry. But the winner out of all of this, by the way, is it might be the Colorado Avalanche. And the reason is... Colorado owns Ottawa's number one pick. 
That number one pick is Jack Hughes, and he's a, a game changer. You know, he's a game changer for an organization. He's going to be that kind of player. Now, granted, Colorado won't automatically get him. It is a draft lottery in the NHL, but they'll have the best chance to get him. So, like I said, the, 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 number one, the team that really won this might end up being the Colorado Avalanche because Ottawa's almost certainly finishing last in the NHL now. Hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. So looking forward to hearing that. You're on from uh, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern time uh, with Cam Stewart. Good stuff. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, so uh, let's dive back into uh, some fantasy baseball. Uh, tease that we were going to be talking a little uh, bit about the second base position. Any overall feelings about second base? Uh, is, is it deep? Uh, is any scarcity for you? Any changes like overall? Just like a, anything specific uh, that stands out to you regarding uh, second base? All right. Uh, you know, when it comes to second base, uh, I think the position I'm most concerned about in fantasy, uh, fantasy baseball, would be first base. Yeah, and we, and you, right. you, you yeah, and I told you about this about last that. week. Yeah. Yep. I think first base gets a little thin real quick as far as top uh, mm-hmm. top players. You know, so that, that's what I'm concerned about first. As for second base, um, I mean, listen, we look at it real quick here. Uh, Altuve, maybe not the, yeah. uh, what do you the think? top five pick he was. Right. Good. Yeah, he's coming off say. of that. No, I was gonna say. No, I was gonna say coming off that knee injury. I mean, he's a guy. You know, with the twelfth pick overall in the TGFBI. Uh, I'm thinking, is he a guy I should go after, or maybe is maybe uh, Alex Bregman, who's uh, I guess a third base and shortstop eligible. But is, is Altuve still like a? a, a late first round uh, pick I mean because you look at you know, he had that knee injury before the injury uh, it was putting up decent numbers you know 329 uh, 392 uh, OBP and 464 slugging and then after that injury uh, on August 21st average went down to 276 uh, slugging uh, dropped to 409 uh, only hit 13 home runs you know maybe uh, you know we were always wondering how could this little guy hit you know 20 plus home runs I mean is this what we could expect now and uh, after this knee injury does he run it as much anymore well that's what you're trying to figure out right yeah because uh is, is it the injury? In which case, he had to have seat and surgery. Should be fine. Should go back to normal now. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't run as much. Once again, running is not as important in baseball. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think you're ever going to see the 56 stolen bases he had in 14. You know, uh, mm-hmm. but 20 plus, 25. I think that's still legitimately hopeful. Uh, the power, once again, is it was it the knee injury or was it the fact that he's getting older? You meant he's a small guy. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's far from the biggest stature. Uh, the most hilarious thing is watch him sitting uh, standing next to Aaron Judge. My <laughs> God. Uh, yes. That's just that's hilarious. So, but yes. you need to figure out, is it the injury? Is it age? He's only 28. Not old. Mm-hmm. Not even by his sports standards, he's not old. Yeah, he will be 29 in May, so the uh, you know he's, he's getting there. Uh, if you're asking mm-hmm. me would I take him in the first round, my answer is probably not. But once again... I'm a conservative guy. I don't like taking chances. And there is a chance here. I think it's a small chance, mind you. I don't think it's a big chance. Uh, but I think it is a chance. So I'll probably find uh, a different direction in round one. Round two, I'd go for it. So once again, we're talking very mm-hmm. small here. You know, you could have the 11th sure. pick in the first round, the 14th pick, and I'll take him with 14 gladly, but 11, no. I mean, it's three picks. I mean, it's once again, you're splitting hairs here. So uh, I'm not downgrading him a lot, but I am putting him down a little bit, yes. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, let's see who else is eligible. I mean, Javier, Bavi, uh, Javier Baez, uh, eligible second base, shortstop, third base. But uh, I guess we could talk about him here. Do you think that he takes a little bit of a downturn? Uh, last year, 290 batting average, the 34 home runs, 21 steals, 111 uh, runs batted in. Uh, you look at the uh, Statcast uh, expected batting average uh, says that that. 290 batting average was more like, uh, you know, a, yeah, 255 or so. So uh, big time over aggressive uh, guy, 45 and a half percent chase rate. Uh, you know, what do you think about him? How much of a, if any, do you think of a little downturn that he might have? Well, you know, he's got that old 11th commandment rule, right? Dallas shall not pass <laughs> without being swung at. I mean, right, uh, he, he right. likes to swing. Right, and mm-hmm. uh, he does like the swing. Now, listen, I like the player. Uh, I like him a lot for various reasons. One, I think he can hit. Yes, I do wonder mm-hmm. that you know the pitchers get a little bit more, a little more uh, careful with him. You can get him to swing outside the zone. You could certainly mm-hmm. do that. So that uh, is in the back of my mind. That is he maybe luckier than small? Some sure, but you know we thought of that about Vladimir Guerrero forever too. And he still managed to do what he did. So I yes, keep yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Right, so I keep that in mind as well. This guy is a good player. He was a top prospect, so let's let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you you already said it. Second base, shortstop, third base eligibility in most leagues. That's mm-hmm. nice. And we're talking a good player who has this eligibility. Yeah, he's he's not mm-hmm. Marvin Gonzalez, who we're worried about where he's going to play. We know Baez is going to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to play right. every game. Joe Madden's nuts sometimes, mm-hmm. but he's not that crazy. So uh, we like that. We like that a lot. You know, so I mm-hmm. like Baez. So I have no issues with Baez. I'll, I'll draft him uh, my, where I normally would. Uh, so Baez, Altuve, mm-hmm. Whit Merrifield, Torres. I mean, yeah. we lose star power real quick. Real quick. Uh, well, what do you think about Merrifield? Merrifield, second base outfield eligible, right? Uh, another guy. Yeah, I think he, he, I'm not sure if it led the entire league, but uh, at least the American League had 45 stolen bases uh, last year. Power came down a little bit. Uh, and I'm looking at the Royals, right? And I think they were sixth overall in stolen bases. I think they had 117 as a team. Uh, but look, they've got three legitimate uh, base dealers on their roster, you know, Adalbert Mondesi, right? And they've got uh, Hamilton, uh, Billy Hamilton in the outfield. Uh, having these three guys, do they kind of cancel themselves out? I mean, how many stolen bases can this team, <laughs> you know, uh, I know that they're going to be a running team. They're going to be a bad team. You know, they're going to you know, try to do whatever they can to get back into ball games, right? And from what I see, the uh, projected uh batting lineup for the Royals has I believe it's uh, Merrifield and uh, Mondesi 1-2 where you flip flop that and, and Hamilton is number 9 so what do you think about Merrifield uh, I mean he it looked like he was starting to develop some power that kind of uh, jumped down he had 12 last year 19 the year before uh, you know what do you, th- what do you think about Merrifield's prospects this season well, I said I agree with everything you said. Uh, they're they're going to run. This is a bad team. They're mm-hmm. going to have to manufacture runs, and that's by running. Run, 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 run. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be the 80s right. Cardinals. You know, Vince Coleman, Willie mm-hmm. McGee. Uh, they're going to have to run. They're just going to have to run and run wild here. Not that he's going to steal 90 bases, mind you, but he stole 45 last year. <laughs> that could be very similar here, and I'll take that. An mm-hmm. average should help you. You know, he, uh, he's mm-hmm. a late bloomer. Yeah, not going to hurt you. He's already 30 years old. Yes. Uh, so the average should help mm-hmm. you here, which we like. So he's a plus average. He should score enough runs. Uh, he may not score a ton of runs because I don't know who could drive him in. But still, I think mm-hmm. a, uh, 90 runs is, uh, is possible there. 45 stolen bases. RBIs, well, you're not really drafting for RBIs. Uh, the home runs. That's really the kicker there. 
If he gets close to 20 again, man, it's a good player, a good fantasy player. He's in the 10 range, mm-hmm. still good, but not quite. Um, bottom line is this for me. I'm drafting him for the stolen bases, and the plus average, the runs nice. Anything I get out of home runs more than 10 is a bonus. I'm not drafting him assuming mm-hmm. 20 home runs. I'm not. I think, I think the 19, I do think, Joe, that it might be uh, an outlier. But we'll never see that again. Right. You know, mm-hmm. not that not that it's be that far. I mean, 15 is only four home runs off, but I think getting close to 20s, that may not happen again. I'm drafting him for the 12 to 15 range. You know, if I get anything mm-hmm. more than that, I am um, I'm thrilled. I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm a, a kid at Christmas. But uh, right. I want the stolen bases. I want uh, what, that it comes with a plus average here. He's going to bat first or second in that lineup. Uh, I like Merrifield, uh, but I've seen him going drafts for the third round. I don't know if mm-hmm. I can pull the trigger that low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I guess it depends on your strategy, right? If you're if you're the kind of guy or gal who just wants to uh, early in your draft, let's say in your t- in your first three picks, you want to get the 35 uh, home run guy. Then what? Maybe then you're going for Aaron Judge late in the first round. You know, I'm just throwing this out there. And then in the second round, maybe you come back and uh, you take, you know, one of the uh, the top pitchers. And at that stage, you know, uh, there's four or five pitchers going in the first round. You might uh, end up with either a, a Cole or maybe a Trevor Bauer. And then in the third round, if you're looking to solidify somebody who's going to give you the 30 to 40 stolen bases, the few guys that could do that, then maybe it's Merrifield. So think about that. Starting your draft with, let's say, a judge, you know, and a, a top, you know, the, maybe the right outside that top tier of uh, pitching. And I'm, I'm speaking from, let's say, someone who's drafting like I will be today from, let's say, the 12th spot out of a 15-team league. Uh, so you get the, you know, a big home run hitter, nice nice pitcher, and then someone who steals bases. It's almost like a nice base to start your team from. I don't know how you feel about that, but just throwing it out there. Well, once again, it comes down to how you like to build your team. I think you're, you're talking about yeah. a very important topic here. How do you like to build your team? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I right. generally don't build with stolen bases. I'm not saying it's wrong, folks. I'm not saying you can, there are many different ways to win a fantasy league. Many different mm-hmm. ways. But I generally don't build with stolen bases. That being said, you know what you just mentioned here could certainly work. You just Aaron Judge mm-hmm. at 12. All right, you've, you've got a head start in home runs. Usually at 30 or 35. He stays healthy, he'll hit more than 40. I think that's easy yes. to judge. Uh, just have to stay yes. healthy. Don't get hit in the wrist, please. All right, so uh, you, you take your starting pitcher now at 13. You know what's going to get the bookend picks there. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if you ended up with DeGrom, you know, if a pitching falls in your draft. But whatever, you get a top-notch pitcher there. So you've already you've yes. anchored that. And then, then you want to come back mm-hmm. at the end of round three. That's the important thing here, at the end of round three. You know, that's when your next yeah. pick will be at 36. And you take Merrifield. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say you've locked up stolen bases, but you've probably guaranteed yourself top five. All right, that's a lot right. of points there. Right, right. So you've, you've done a good mm-hmm. job so far. And I, I said I think that's a fine start there. I, I, I wouldn't. I, mm-hmm. If I saw Joe Galina made those three picks, I'm not going. What the hell is Joe thinking? I just move on. Well, okay, good solid draft next. You know, that's what generally mm-hmm. when I look at drafts. What I look at, I, I don't look. I like to see if somebody screwed up, and I wouldn't consider that a screw up. I wouldn't. You get to three mm-hmm. solid players, and you got a head start, and everybody else. So I, I wouldn't have an issue with right. that. It's just for me, probably not what I'm doing. But you did bring up a good thing. I said I wouldn't take him in round three. I'm probably talking more mm-hmm. around four, round five ish. Well, you took him at 36 at the very end right. of round three. You're you're in that range where I would go for him. I'm probably not taking mm-hmm. him at three one. You know, so I'm not taking right. 25 overall. That I probably won't do. I think there'll be better players on the board here. Uh, but I have no issue with that because, once again, 
there are, we don't steal. I shouldn't say we. Baseball players don't steal as much as they used to. He's going to steal because that's the only way the Royals can score runs. It's what he has to do. There are very few players like mm-hmm. that. It's why Trey Turner, if you believe Trey Turner is going to steal 75 bases this year, if you believe that Dave Martinez stuff, he's your number three mm-hmm. overall pick. He's right behind Trout and Betts. I'll take Turner at three. You have to believe that, mind you, and I don't. Right. But if you right. do, he's that valuable because he's that good a hitter. He adds other, ca- other categories as well that Merrifield right. doesn't. Yeah. Right. Very good stuff. We'll come back, uh, continue discussing the second base position, throw in some uh, draft strategy as well. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Roto Experts in the morning, Joe Galina, George Kurtz, Sean Engel. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Roto Experts in the morning. Wasted away. Margaritaville. You a parrot head, George? I like this tune. I am not a parrot head, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, the two songs I know from him are this one, you know, the Margaritaville and uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise. You know, I, you know. I'm sure if I listen to I don't, I don't more of uh, his... Yeah, that's pretty good. If you listen to more of his music, you'll, uh, you'll, uh, you know, you'll. I have a feeling I would like it and whatnot. But Friday was National uh, Margarita Day, so I uh, did not have one. I was out, uh, had a uh, an old fashioned because uh, you know margaritas they taste good, but the the tequila just leaves me with a headache. Uh, the next day, no matter what, even if I, you know, I wouldn't uh, know. drink a lot of water. Yeah, I know you. I know you're not a drinker or whatnot, but uh, uh, Jimmy Buffet, answer? Jimmy Buffett. You can. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Ass, I, did, you know? <laughs> I didn't know who it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know who it was. I wasn't. I wasn't hundred percent. I almost said Willie Nelson, but then uh, when you said the parrot, when you said the parrot thing, I'm like, oh, okay, that's not Nelson. Must be Jimmy Buffett. Uh, yeah. I, I, I know Margaritaville. Uh, I'm sure I know another song or two if I heard it, but nothing comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Right. I just like the, uh, the where's my where's Corey Hart of his. Where's Corey? Yeah, well, you got your Corey Hart. Yeah, maybe next week we get him to play uh, Never Surrender. Yeah, Genesis today. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Look at that. Look, you, look at you watching the Oscars later. No, no you're taking no, a nap. Yeah, you're yeah, working out. You watch. No, I have zero zilt, not a nil interest in the Oscars. Uh, mm. I listen. I've seen what one movie this year? Maybe two. You know, mm. I think in uh, 2018, uh, I don't think there are very many. I mean, let's face it. The only movies that are out there nowadays are one of the uh, superheroes, Marvel, DC. Right. And maybe a Star Wars. That's really all that's always out. Mm-hmm. For me, to me, that's all that's ever out there. They, nobody has an original idea anymore. You know, uh, right. <laughs> you know it's, just, it's, it's strange as far as movies. Because I love movies. Like I said, if you were here with me in my little uh, man cave, yeah, I have about, I'm guessing, 700 DVDs. I mean, I, I watch wow. them. 
I like watching old movies. I, I love watching old movies. Uh, right now, I'm still watching uh, old Cowboy Miami, uh, old Cowboy games. You know, I don't know if I told you that. Uh, when the Super Bowl <laughs> ends each year, yeah, the last Cowboys are in it. Yeah, I, uh-huh. yeah, I watch old Cowboy games. Right now, it's Dallas Miami. Uh, uh-huh. A Thanksgiving game, I'd say, from mid to late. Oh, it's after Switzer, so it's got to be late 90s. Uh, I'm fairly certain the Cowboys are going to win this game. So I would take the Cowboys minus 10 <laughs> if you're going to bet on this. Uh, I don't have any Cowboys losing, so uh, I'm pretty certain they win the game. But, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't buy that DVD. I think I do. <laughs> right. It's not bought. Cool. These are all games I recorded. I recorded them, I, I quoted them on uh-huh. uh, VHS, then transferred them to uh, DVD when VHS went bye-bye. Wow. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it lets you know what a loser well, I am. That is cool. But, uh, no, I you have a passion. Games, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Makes me feel you, Is it on now in the background? <laughs> yeah, right. it is. Yeah. And some of these games, I wonder, I don't know why. Generally, uh, I understand why I recorded the games when the Cowboys were great. You know, the Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin years. And I, I have games mm-hmm. from the 70s as well. Those I did buy uh, with Roger Starr backdoor set. But some of these games, I wonder, right. why, did I, why did I keep this? Yeah, the Cowboys won. <laughs> But this wasn't a great. This is you know back when it was Chan Gailey and Dave Campbell. This wasn't a great team or a great coach. So this is a big play that I like to see. I'm like, what the hell, you know? So uh, some of these I do have to get rid of. I'll I'll freely admit that. And they have commercials in them because uh, I would imagine, right? You take them off TV. Most, yeah, most. Originally, most. Yeah, I, yeah. I, so some I did edit out the commercials, but most have commercials. So yeah, you just fast forward right, to right. them. What do you? I mean, it's yeah. it's fun to watch. I mean, John Madden and Pat Summerall did a lot of these games. Yeah, 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 that's I, awesome. Uh, we, yeah, we all love those two, and that's great. Here. Yes, it's funny. Uh, I remember back in the nineties. You know, Mike Holmgren, the coach of the Packers, complained because you know, the Cowboys used to always beat the Packers, but uh, all the games were in Dallas. You know, it seems like every game that the Green Bay always played Dallas uh, in Dallas in the playoffs, and during the regular season, these were all in Dallas too. And I, I, I probably thought it was overblown then until I realized I have mm-hmm. eight games from that uh, from that time period of Dallas Green Bay. Eight games, which is a lot of games between two teams in the same division. And every single one of them is in Dallas. Is in Dallas. So, yeah, Mike Homer might, might have had a point there that the schedule the schedule is much better nowadays. You know, you you visit more balanced. You, have, you know, you know, much more balanced. You're not you're not you're never going to see. Well, you know, Dallas hasn't played in Green Bay since 1972. You're never going to see that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's much, it is more right. balanced nowadays. But uh, I was laughing about that the other day. I'm like, wow, eight games from this. Literally, it's a four or five year time period, and they're all in Dallas. And uh, mm. coincidentally, Dallas won them all. Go figure. Huh? Go figure, huh? A little home field advantage. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm not a real huge uh, movies guy, but my wife likes going to the movies. I find that a pain in the ass. I think I probably said it on these on these airwaves that, you know, you go to movies and then, you know, the, the, the wrapping that, that the, the movie theaters sell their candy in, couldn't they make it in just something that's quieter? Because you know, the first 15 minutes, they're just freaking, they're freaking, yeah, get the goddamn thing open. I mean, come on, give me a break. But, uh, you know, we try to watch as many the best pictures as we can so I, I saw Black Panther which was eh I saw that you know, I missed out Yeah, do you like it or I, I thought it was eh you know meh I thought it was a good uh, solid Black movie Cl- maybe a little long but good yeah. solid yeah Black Klansman I missed but I really wanted to see it I'll probably catch it when it's on demand Bohemian Rhapsody I liked a lot yeah Bohemian Rhapsody or Black Klansman you never heard Black Klansman Okay. Um, yeah, suppose. Well, Bohemian Rhapsody, I, I, I do want to. I haven't seen it, but I do want to see that. You know, I, yeah, I, yeah. I really do want to uh, see uh, Bohemian. But that, that's a movie, Joe. Yeah. I, 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 I had to see it with my daughter because she's a big Queen fan. She's 12 and she loves Queen. Yeah. She knows more about that's Queen awesome. than I do. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me that. So you, you both will enjoy it. That's that's a that's a movie night for you and your daughter. The favorite I didn't see. Uh, the movie called The Favorite. Uh, Green Never Book. I saw very very good. <laughs> heard of it. Uh, Rome. Ro- Roma is on uh, Netflix now. So me and my wife tried to watch it the other night. Forty five minutes in, but just like nah, you know, I mean, come on. And this I is think like that's an Italian Roma restaurant about an hour from me. <laughs> Actually, it's a it's a movie about uh, uh, a Mexican town, and uh, it just it just was just very slow moving. Saw a Star is Born, thought it was good, you know. But uh, you know that's that's a I think that film that film has been remade like twice before. And uh, Vice, I really wanted to see because uh, what's his name. Um, the guy who played Batman did, did a really good job. If you just saw what he looked like, he was playing Dick oh, Christian Bale. And, Christian Bale, just amazing likeness, you know, just from the coming attraction. So I'll catch that another time. But that, that's about it. But supposedly, I believe Roma is the uh, favorite to win. And uh, just, you know, too too slow moving for me. We shut it off. No, I, 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 I don't care. <laughs> I will yeah. be uh, no, uh, no Oscars for me tonight. I'll probably watch uh, what, uh, Walking Dead. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. Still, I wouldn't say I'm addicted yeah, to it anyone. It's not too. the same show. But uh, right. I'll it's still watch good. That. That's yeah. the uh, that may be the only show that my wife and I actually watch together. You know, so we'll we'll mm-hmm. watch that tonight. Uh, probably not live. We'll probably record it and watch it in an hour or so later. Right. But uh, we'll watch that tonight. Uh, but other than that, I don't know if I. Uh, I said the Oscars. I would if you would have told me, I wouldn't even known the Oscars were on tonight. All right, <laughs> that's that's where uh, I'm yeah. lost here. I have no interest. Uh, yeah. uh, tonight was be more of a relaxing uh, night than anything else. There you go. There you go. Well, enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, I'll be catching uh, Walking Dead as well, you know, maybe on delay or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure that the Oscars are going to be on in my house, but, uh, you know, because I think that they get my wife and daughter are going to want to see uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper performing live because this is the song from that uh, Star is Born is, I think, nominated for for best song, whatever. But uh, let's uh, finish off the show with some uh, fantasy baseball stuff. Just uh, I'll, I'll throw these names because we just mentioned them recently but like i said i i got the 12th pick if you had the 12th pick who, who would you think is 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 the best out of these names are going to throw out at you so aaron judge i already mentioned we we mentioned briefly alex bregman we talked about jose altuve and uh, javier baez so if i had to go you know offense uh, who do you like out of those uh I, I gave you four names judge bregman altuve baez all right, Judge Brakeman Altuve Baez. Now, even before you said names, uh, I can tell you twelve. You're on the bookends. You're twelve and thirteen. Uh, twelve, and then uh, what? I'll be, you know, yeah, the, the twelve, and then thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eight. 18, oh, yeah, it's right. fifteen team league. So okay, 18. so it's twelve and eighteen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. uh, at, at twelve, uh, fifteen team league, I'm taking Aaron Judge, and for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, that's forty home runs. Two yep. outfielders, 15 times five, yeah. 75 well, outfielders five, yeah. start. Yeah, 75 yeah. start, which means uh, you throw in utility, you throw in uh, each team's going to have an outfielder, two in reserve, that's over 100 outfielders drafted. Aaron Judge lasts mm-hmm. you that long. I'm taking Judge. Uh, I would probably take oh, – it's between Bregman and Altuve next. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's gonna be my judge. I mean, this is they're all close. I don't think you can go wrong with any of these guys. But I'm taking Judge because of mm-hmm. the position and the 40 home runs. 
Bregman, mm-hmm. is he breaking out? Yeah, Altuve, I would probably hedge here. Since Altuve's got the injury, I would, I would, just put, I would put him in the order you mentioned. Judge, Bregman, Altuve, Baez. You may end up with two of them. Mm-hmm. You may end up getting one or 12, one uh, or 18. very possible. But, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, odds are, at 18, I think you're almost forced to take a starting pitcher. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, because in a mock, I, and, and that's why you do mocks, because you experiment. In a, mocks, in a mock that I recently did, I got Judge, and then I went with Baez, but I could have went with Aaron Nola, and that would probably be the smarter thing to do, to take, let's say, a Judge and then Nola, and then come around and, uh, you know, grab another offensive player. I don't know if I'd say it was a smarter thing to do, because I, I don't mind judging Baez as a start at all. But yeah, it's nice. your problem is if you don't, then the next time you go is, what, 15-30, pick 42. And you know, that's where, you, that's yeah. where really where I, your mock comes in. Yeah. If you don't do it, what then, starting uh, pitcher can you end up at 42? Noah Syndergaard is who I got. Yeah. And then Ooh. I followed that up with Jamison Tyon. Yeah, and then I followed that up with Jamison Tyon. So not a bad start, I guess, right? That's not a bad start at all. I mean, uh, if I could guarantee mm-hmm. myself Syndergaard at 42, I might have done the same thing. I might then go with the two offensive mm-hmm. players there. You know, it, right, it's, right. as I said, it's funny how the it's fun how these drafts work out because every draft's different. Yeah, you never know what's going mm-hmm. to happen here, but uh, I don't mind that start. Yeah. All right, good. Very good. Um, yeah, so why don't we just continue? Uh, we have, what, about six minutes left, five minutes left? Uh, Ozzie Albies, what, what do you think about him? Uh, last season, 262 batting average, 24 home runs, 14 steals. Uh, I didn't like his chase rate. It was, uh, almost, uh, it was almost 40. It was a little over 38%. Um, DFS guy for all you people that play DFS out there versus uh, righties 231 batting average versus lefties 335. Keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, also, uh, didn't do too well in the second half. Uh, a lot of people really love this guy. I think that the luster, I wouldn't say that, look, you know, I'm not telling you to avoid him, but the luster might have been just a little dulled when it comes to him uh, with that, that second half. And if you're into this expected batting average stat, his 262 should have really been like a, a 247. I mean, once again, uh, with my draft philosophy, the way I look at Albies, he's a one-year wonder until he proves himself otherwise. He did what mm-hmm. he had a good year last year, right? Very good year. Mm-hmm. Now he needs to, before yeah. I trust him again and draft him where he should be drafted. He needs to prove it to me. Yeah, you know, he needs to do it again. Do it again, and I'll buy in next year. So I, I'm not going to have him uh, probably any teams this year because I won't draft him where his ADP says where he's going. I'm going to end up waiting mm-hmm. until I'm more certain that he is the player he was, and not just a player who was ahead of the curve. You know, what kind of, will he make mm-hmm. the adjustments now? Which in the second half, yeah, he sort of didn't. You know, so I, I do wonder about that. Uh, so like I, said, I, I won't be having him in many leagues because uh, I'll be I'll be wanting him uh, probably a round or two after he already goes. Mm-hmm. All right, Gleyber Torres eligible second and short, ADP uh, just about fifty nine or so, uh, according to NFPC. Uh, Two seventy one batting average, twenty four home runs uh, in one hundred twenty three games, had six stolen bases. When you look at his minor league numbers. Uh, Kind of expect that maybe the stolen bases uh, to have been a little bit higher, but eh, maybe 10 to 12 this season. Uh, it's got a good fly ball rate, uh, so I expect him to probably hit just around you know the 25 home runs he had 24 last year. Uh, I was a little surprised with that home away split. If you notice, at home batted 301 uh, with a 524 slugging percentage, and away 238 with a 431 uh, slugging percentage. 
Uh, listen, I liked her. I like him a lot. Uh, hit a home run his mm-hmm. first at bat yesterday. Uh, dead center field yep. against the Red Sox. I mean, you're right about the splits, but once again, I think that's a young player. I'm not surprised. Plus, Yankees yeah. team obviously mm-hmm. better hit his ballpark, and he's someone who can mm-hmm. take advantage of the uh, that right center, that right center field, what power alley, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really a mm-hmm. short porch, but he'll, he'll hit it the right center. I think this kid only gets better with experience, so I think he's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a player. I don't. I wouldn't say build your team around, but man, it's nice to have that second shortstop eligibility, and he'll keep that for next year too. By the way, if, uh, people in the uh, keeper leagues, dynasty leagues, because odds are, anybody who thinks Tulowitzki is going to make it till DD comes back is kidding themselves. Uh, the Yankees are kidding themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going. To, he'll get hurt again. So uh, Clyde will play enough games at shortstop, I believe, to uh, qualify at shortstop next year as well. Hmm. Scooter Jeanette, 310, 23 home runs, 92 RBIs. I kind of believe in this guy in terms of, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he put another uh, similar season, uh, you know, as he did last year. Agreed. Oh, great. I think yeah. the power will be there. Uh, so, yeah. uh, listen, we did hear some noise that the uh, Reds were looking into moving him. Right? <laughs> they might mm-hmm. move, move. I guess... Uh, yeah, I guess they want to test the market here. I, the, the Reds are an interesting team, right? Because Very. they sort of want to get involved. They, they sort of want to get involved here in the National League Central, but they don't have it. They Not yet. They have some, good, some young talent. The minus Senzo looks like he's going to start in the outfield for the team, which is strange. Yeah, uh, center field is what they're looking at. Yeah. Right, so that's strange. A top mm-hmm. prospect who's your third mm-hmm. base is now going to be center field, so that's strange. Uh, mm-hmm. But Gannett, we're looking at him. He's driven in 90 runs the past two years. 27 to 23 home runs, which is averaging 25. For a guy you can get late, you know, later on in your trip, you're not drafting him as a top guy. You're not drafting him probably top four, top five rounds. After that, I'll take that production because I don't think it changes all that much. And maybe what's even more important, the average, once again, helps you, not hurts you. Although, listen, I would take the right. average with the, the power numbers. He has to be 25, 95. I'll take a 270 average. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, I was excited. You talked about the uh, Reds' uh, rumors about uh, them trading him, and there were rumors that, uh, you know, trading him to the Yankees, man. A, a guy with the first name Scooter, it's almost like a, a natural coming to the Yankees. Yeah, they were playing up, uh, what, uh, Gannett for uh, Gray at one point. Uh, the Yankees would have had yeah, to add a little bit yeah. more there. The Yankees didn't want to pull that trigger. Yeah. Well, it's been a lot of fun, George. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me on a Sunday. Good luck on your draft midweek. Uh, TGFBI starts at 1 p.m. today. Slow draft. Thanks to Short Angle. Thanks for listening to Roto Experts in the Morning. We'll catch you next weekend here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 